0: Amphur Lemur is a Gaelic name for something terrifyingly large, hairy, and grey, and no, I am not describing myself. The name is given to what is also known as the Big Grey Man of Ben McDewey Mountain in the eastern highlands of Scotland. The Grey Man, for short, is a cryptid creature said to resemble Bigfoot. Even though sightings are very rare, the legend is deemed truth by locals, even though its beginnings are forged in a poet's imagination. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 3, Episode 15, The Legend of Amfer Le The earliest documented encounter was in 1791 from poet James Hogg, who was tending sheep on Ben McDewey when he saw the creature. It was a giant blackamoor, at least 30 feet high, and equally proportioned, and very near me. I was actually struck powerless with astonishment and terror. Terrified by what he saw, Hogg fled home, only returning the next day to collect his sheep. The creature returned, and this time Hogg is said to have decided to conduct a little experiment. The poet took off his hat and he saw the creature did the same as well. Thus, Hogg concluded that it was his own shadow in the fog that so terrified him the previous day. Although Hogg had proven that the creature he saw was just his shadow, the story of the Gray Man had been born, and its existence seems to have become a reality. In 1925, A speech was given at the 27th Annual General Meeting of the Cangoram Club in Aberdeen by Professor J. Norman Cawley, a professor of organic chemistry at University College London, and a mountaineer. The professor spoke about his experience on the summit of Ben McDewey back in 1891. He says, I was returning from the car on the summit in a mist, when I began to think I heard something else that merely the noise of my own footsteps. But then, for every few steps I took, I heard a crunch, and then another crunch, as if someone was walking after me, but taking steps three or four times the length of my own. I said to myself, this is all nonsense. I listened and heard it again but could see nothing in the mist. As I walked on, and the eerie crunch, crunch, sounded behind me, I was seized with terror and took to my heels, staggering blindly among the boulders for four or five miles nearly down to the forest. Whatever you make of it, I do not know, but there is something very queer about the top of Ben McDewey and I will not go back there again by myself. I know this." The professor's speech created a sensation, and soon a lot of hikers were experiencing the same phenomenon on Ben McDewi. The feeling of being watched, of being followed, of hearing footsteps behind them. Climbers have also reported similar experiences, many describing uncontrollable feelings of fear and panic some seeing a huge gray figure behind them, and others just hearing the sounds. For example, in 1904, climber Hugh D. Welsh heard unexplained slurring footsteps near the summit of Ben McDewy and had an eerie feeling of apprehension. While in 1945, Peter Desham, a mountaineer and rescue worker, heard a crunching noise and was overcome by a feeling of apprehension and in 1948 Richard Frere, a climber, wrote about his sense of a presence utterly abstract but intensely real on the mountain and he heard an intensely high singing note. In 1958 an encounter was published in The Scots magazine by naturalist and mountaineer Alexander Tunion. In October of 1943 I spent a ten-day leave climbing alone in the Cairngorms. One afternoon, just as I reached the summit of Ben McDewey, mist swirled across the layer it grew and enveloped the whole mountain. The atmosphere became dark and oppressive. A fierce, bitter wind whisked among the boulders, and an odd sound echoed through the mist. A loud footstep, it seemed. Then another. And another. A strange shape loomed up, receded, came charging at me. Without hesitation, I whipped out the revolver and fired three times at the figure. When it still came on, I turned and haired down the path, reaching Glenderry in a time that I have never bettered. You may ask, was it really the Grey Man? Frankly, I think it was. At this time, I would like to introduce you to the show's sponsor, Healing T&GT. Healing T&GT is specifically formulated to help those with arthritis, joint pain, and inflammation, but it also has a lot of secondary benefits as well. If you suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, joint pain, and inflammation, and are looking for a natural, science-proven way to ease and even eliminate the pain and stiffness, healing TNG Tea is a must. You can buy TNG Healing Tea on Amazon, and for our loyal listeners, if you order directly from the website, you will get not only your package of TNG Healing Tea, but also a free book valued at $12.99. Along with your order, you will receive from authors Jennifer Wilcox, Dr. Sorensen, and Haratu Kobayashi the very informative book, Heal Arthritis and Eliminate Joint Pain Naturally. Discover how to treat your arthritis and joint pain using a variety of doctor and healthcare professional recommended treatments. Learn what works and what does not, including the latest medications alternative treatments, natural health supplements, the arthritis diet, pain-free exercise and surgeries. You will learn about science-driven studies that prove you can overcome arthritis. This book will be made available to you free of charge when you order Healing TNGT. Simply shop online at Amazon or if you would like to take advantage of the free book offer and free shipping, order directly from the website. Ordering instructions will be in the show notes and on our Facebook page. This is a limited time offer, so do not wait. If you have arthritis and want to eliminate costly and often harmful medications, try TNG Healing Tea. Seriously, it is less than a bottle of pain medication and it tastes great. Again, you will get the free book, Heal Arthritis and Eliminate Joint Pain Naturally, with your order. And you will get free shipping. That is an incredible deal just for our listeners. Order TNG Healing Tea today. And now, back to the podcast. Local resident Richard Frere told of a friend of his who decided to spend a night camping on the top of the mountain in 1940. In his tent near the cairn he began to suffer a feeling of morbidity and a sense of unreality but he finally fell asleep he woke up with moonlight shining through a gap in his tent and suddenly realized that he could see something brownish between himself and the moon horrified he froze and waited for the thing to move away when it did he looked out into the brilliant moonlight and saw a large brown creature swaggering away down the mountainside. He said the creature had an air of insolent strength about it. Incredibly, he estimated the height of the thing to be about 20 feet and described it as having an erect posture, broad shoulders and a tapering waist. Wendy Wood, author of The Secret of Spey, approached the pass of Laird Grew in winter where she heard a voice. She described the voice as being of gigantic resonance, and reminiscent of Gaelic. After a brief and brave scouting out of the local area to see if she could find the person she had heard speaking, she realized that she was indeed alone. When she hurried away, she could hear footsteps following her, as if immediately right behind her. At first, she thought the footfalls to be echoes of her own, but then noticed that they did not coincide or correspond to her own footsteps. In 1965, footprints were discovered measuring 14 inches and with a massive stride that covered around 5 feet. In the early 1990s, a group of three men walked along a forestry plantation track in the countryside close to Aberdeen when one saw ahead a dark human-shaped figure run from the left of the track to the right about 200 yards ahead of them. He felt a sense of terror and foreboding. His friends had not seen the creature, but when they looked ahead, they saw a face looking at them. The face was obscured by branches. But they all admit, it looked human, but not human. One man threw a stone at it and it disappeared into the trees. A few weeks after this encounter, the trio were driving towards Torfins near Aberdeen when their car was pursued by the very same type of creature. They reported this dark, tall being running alongside their car as they drove at close to 45 miles per hour. Eventually it gave up the chase and simply stood in the middle of the road and peered after the car. A female friend of one of the men in the car later said she too saw this creature while staying in a cottage in the countryside near that same location. She says she's seen a dark, hairy figure standing just outside the tree line nearby, watching the building on two occasions. After a while, it moved off into the undergrowth. The sightings of strange creatures are not the only thing people have experienced while on the mountain or in the area other people have reported being in the area and suddenly overwhelmed by either a feeling of utter panic or a downward turning of their thoughts which made them incredibly depressed or both some have reported being drawn as if hypnotically to the edge of the dangerous ledges while others are believed to have been chased to their deaths in their desperation to escape over the edge of the cliff known as lurcher's crag there have been even reports that ghostly music and laughter can be heard wafting across the shadowy slopes as well. Some surmise the legend and encounters have to do with the lack of oxygen being so high up, the work of exhaustion and the desolate, often eerie landscape that is shrouded in fog and mist. Others say the mountain is a gateway to other realms. Others believe there is a Bigfoot-like creature in the highlands waiting to be discovered. Have you ever tried to find a cheap hotel room and you open up Expedia, then you open up Trivago, then Booking.com, then Hotels.com, and so on and so on, trying to find the best deal from all the hotel discount and booking sites? What if I told you you could do one search in one window, either online or using your mobile device? What if I told you that you can take all these discount search sites, combine them into one easy-to-use app, saving time and money? It basically finds the cheapest price anywhere. There are no additional fees, including taxes, and the app is free to use. What you see on the screen is the exact amount you will pay. Now, this isn't a separate booking app. It is a comprehensive yet easy way to do hotel searches. Think of it as a cheap hotel search engine. It simply finds the best deal for you. Savings are incredible, sometimes up to 70% off. There are even options, such as pay now, pay later, free cancellations, no credit cards required. With a database of over 270,000 hotels, 46,000 hostels, 500,000 bed and breakfasts, and 1.3 million apartments, you will be sure to find the best hotel at an incredible price. Now, do you want this app? Find the best hotel room at the best price. Just visit www.experiencethis360.com. At the top links, you will see a link called Best Travel Deals. Click that or use the drop-down menu to get to a specific area. Links will also be made available in the show notes. Again, that's www.experiencethis360.com. Now back to the podcast. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links, and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Sallard, Mattia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.